we're going to get into my absolute favorite segment of all time, Getting Social. And this week, we will be talking to the lovely Diana, who I have live right now. She is a fellow creative and founder of the project Too Much of a Person, which I can't wait to delve into with you guys. Hi, Diana. Welcome to the show. Hello, Vashak. Thanks so much for having me. Of course. Thank you so, so much for being here. Now, before we get into the thick of it, which I told you off air we would do, could you tell me a little bit about what Too Much of a Person is about and what drove you to create it? Absolutely. Too Much of a Person is an online story archive. And I photographed and interviewed 100 women and non-binary people across Europe who have been dismissed um, by being called too much, so too emotional, too angry, too sensitive, in order to conform them to the idea of what a woman, in inverted commas, is. Sure. Um, and I, I suppose it I um, drove me to create the project, annoyingly and embarrassingly, was romantic relationships. But I think that was that was a catalyst. But I think I I like then has many... become its own exactly because it's a life of its own kind of thing. Absolutely, not because yeah. of men, but lost because of you. I know. <laughs> love yeah. that. I love that. <laughs> I'm also a victim to such things. I, I I know what you mean. And and what did you learn in that process? I guess of doing those hundred photographs. Um, I think I learned that. Um. I learned that um, I had learned a lot of things mm. like throughout the course of my life of how to be a good girl and how to perform my like, a role of womanhood um, that wasn't necessarily serving me, definitely wasn't serving a large amount of the participants that mm. I interviewed. Okay, that's amazing. And then I guess from the stories that you have on your website, there's such a huge variation in them. And I was really struck by that. Uh, you, you really, you know, from self-identifying women to non-binary individuals, you really go out of your way to spotlight um, these people. Could you please tell us a little bit around how you decide uh, who you want to feature? Because that's quite, that's, that's a selection process and a curation uh, in itself. Um, what does that process look like for you? Do you find the stories or do the stories and the people find you? So it started off, um, the project is just me and, and one Facebook post. I thought I might get five people um, coming and, and being interviewed. Um, and then um, Sunaina, who's uh, my partner in Too Much of a Person, came on board. And then like, from that, we had a whole team of incredible people. Mm. And it was a mixture of them going out and finding the people that might want to participate and sure. just welcoming with open arms anyone um, that was uh, identifying as a woman sure. or not a non-binary person to come and join. Amazing. Thank you for that. And, and is there a particular story you look for? Or do you let people to kind of, uh, come to you and then tell their own stories? And are you looking for something in, in particular? In, in that, for example, I'll have guests on my show and I'll know the concept I want to create. But the stories are, are their own. Um, do, do you operate in that, in, in that same way? Um, we, there, there, was a li there was a little bit of a bias there in terms of we were looking for people who um, had identified um, like how they've been called too much and mm. how that that was actually their power and how the person that called them too much was probably threatened right. by, yeah. by their, their power there or whatever yeah. was going on with them. But there, we did want to make sure that we weren't telling 
sort of one monolithic story. Yeah, we wanted Mm -hmm. to make sure that that we were facilitating as many different stories, even if people had different opinions to myself, to the other members of the team, we wanted to make sure that we were facilitating a platform for Mm. as many different stories and variations as possible. Even if you don't necessarily know or are aware of that experience as well, there's an education piece there that you end up doing so beautifully, which is powerful. Uh, I feel like initiatives like Too Much of a Person are so important. Um, They really keep the conversation going and they really allow women uh, as women to be their wild and beautiful selves I do wanted I I did want to ask you this in the course of this interview to say I do feel like we're also entering a new era of female power and female empowerment that I'm really excited about Uh, do you think that's the case or do you think there's a lot more work to do uh, in your opinion I I think we are definitely entering a new era. I think with the Me Too movement, um, I think even before I started the project, people were starting to talk about um, being women being too much and the too much woman and sort of it all, yeah, sort of snowball from there with too much of a person. But I think think we are moving more towards intersexual feminism and Mm. for sure. Um, But I think there is a lot of work to do and a lot of conversations to be had a lot of stories that haven't been told that need to be told. Absolutely beautifully said. Amazing. I am currently uh, reading Untamed by Glenn Doyle. I think I briefly mentioned it to you uh, over the week. And it is such a celebration of a book. It's it's, it's all about trying to be more you. What does that look like for you personally? You have this project called Too Much of a Person. I'm assuming because at some point you were also too much of a person for a collective or individual. Um, that couldn't necessarily hold you. Um, and what would you say to people? So I guess twofold, you know, yes. What does that look like for you personally? But would you also say to listeners who are maybe not quite as confident in that space just yet? Who haven't reached there too much? Yeah, I think, I think it's, it's an everlasting journey. I think I still find myself feeling too much in, mm. in certain spaces. And um, I think that. We, we constantly have to evolve and have those conversations and for me it's it's allowing myself to evolve allowing myself to grow allowing myself to to change my mind um and mm. to speak my truth and mm. make mistakes and just mm. keep going and that, that's that yeah finger clicks all around if we we're in the studio <laughs> right now we'd be finger clicking each other absolutely and and what do you say to people who maybe are not as confident in themselves in their own in their own bodies that start there there's a lot of um, politics around female bodies and ownership and censorship and even to, you know all the way up to our reproductive rights as you know so what would you say to those people who are um, trying to be louder and it doesn't mean volume but strength yeah i think i think something that's that helped me was to take a break from social media if you can mm. If, that, if that's possible for you yeah. um, in your work and, and life um, just to sort of take a moment take a break from external messaging that's trying to make you buy something that's trying to like you know inspire fear so that you that you'll consume mm. um, and try and really sit and listen to yourself um, and go out there and practice that intuition and that that knowing I think Glenn, Glenn Doyle talks about that knowing mm, in the knowing it yeah. Okay, right? yeah absolutely. definitely so like listen to that and and, mm. and really and just slowly find your own way without your voice 
external messaging yeah beautiful that's really powerful thank you now this is a bit of a tale as well as time but i always like to see um other people's perspectives on this i have my own absolutely why do you feel like these structural issues exist at all you know why are we as women told to be less than uh and and why are we always so belittled and uh, subjugated um what what do you think the source of the issue is and it's not just men right but no it's part of it but let me not answer for you <laughs> i told you i, I had an opinion about it yeah <laughs> I think, I think, I mean, maybe this is a too simplistic way of talking about it, but I, I suppose there are people that have power and mm. there are people that don't want to give up that power. Yes. And so large amounts of narratives are told and retold and certain people, marginalised people's histories are erased and not told. And it just sort of builds up these narratives and, and eventually these systems um, where we're all, we all believe that this is just it. This is a status quo. This is the, you know, and, and I think it's, I think it's, you know, we, we become the stories that we tell. So mm. I think it's so important to, to challenge those. And, uh, and, and lots of people do, and people have done throughout history. Um, and here you are, and you were doing just that. <laughs> yeah, definitely. And likewise. So I think, um, yeah, I think, it, I think it's something to do with, yeah, people just not wanting to give up their power and doing it, like, like using shame as a tool is, mm. is a massive one. Fear trying to keep one. people in there and fear yeah exactly all of that. Keep we become the stories that we tell that is very beautiful i'm going to leave you guys with that as we go into the break uh, with a little beyonce with mood forever we'll be back with diana patient founder of too much of a person don't go anywhere uh we spoke a little uh briefly about kind of stories that we were telling and the importance of of, of telling those stories, especially representing all voices across the board, even those that we are not necessarily that familiar with. Uh, I saw on your website, there's a quote, and it's probably from one of the kind of participants in the project that said, um, they said, I was too much, too intense, a storm, too independent, too sensitive. How would you describe yourself? And in which ways are you gloriously too much? So interestingly enough, I, that, I wrote that. So. That was you. <laughs> that was me. Beautiful. So Look at that. So that nice. was that was the initial too much for like posts, Facebook posts that I posted, and um, wow, um, that, powerful. It really hit me. Thank you. It, well, it's it's basically a list of all the things that I had been called um, at that point. It was specifically in romantic relationships with mm -hmm. men, um, and yeah, I suppose. Yeah, I think being called too intense was a big one. Um, too emotional, too successful, mm. um, which none of these things are bad things. If you take emotional, intense, or maybe intense, as well, I don't know. But, <laughs> but you, need, you need all those things for this world to work and those things are never said for men. You know, you never yeah. say a man is a storm. You'd say he's uh, effective, right? You use yes. a different language. Exactly. And they were, I think they all came from a place of insecurity, in my case, um, from another person. And I noticed that they, they're all about me taking up space in a, in a mm. certain way and, and stepping out of this um, role of womanhood that I've been performing for years. And, you know, as you, you know, when you're, mm. you know, living, things mm. sort of seep out, you can't control everything 24-7. And it just felt whenever I sort of moved out of this, Mm. rigid idea of what I had to be um I was sort of 
smacked back into yeah, place. Absolutely. How dare you try? Yeah, How dare exactly. you go out of the box because they're not comfortable, the collective they, with, with that idea and they're going to do everything in their power to, to, to uh, uphold the status quo, uh, quo which is, which is what, what, what this is all about. How would you describe yourself today then? Has, has that uh, saying changed? Are you even more of those things um, or is it exactly the same, would you say? I, I think I'm, I'm a, I, I speak out my two matches. I show my two matches a lot more now. Great. And I think I'm constantly a work in progress, as we were saying earlier. Mm. I'm trying to sort of, um, yeah, really just show who I am and, and live as truthfully as mm. I can um where it's safe to do so and and yeah that that is beautiful and and just uh, segueing a little i really feel like the responsibility in dismantling some of the kind of patriarchal structures we're talking about uh that men impose on us that we impose on ourselves that women women impose on each other it can't just fall on the shoulders of women uh just like racism is not just a black person issue right otherwise we're never gonna get anywhere for the men that might be listening today, uh, what do you think their responsibility is in times like this? You know, how can they be better lovers, friends, allies to, to the struggle? Because it is a struggle. <laughs> yeah, I think, um, listen, come go to too much of a person, listen to all 100 interviews. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, but, but more than that, just, you know, listen to, to people's stories that you wouldn't otherwise um, being in contact with and Mm. and constantly be thinking about your actions and how they affect you know for me to have this privilege or me for me to have this Mm. how is that affecting someone um Mm. somewhere else and and you know questioning and evolving and um yeah i think having that conversation with yourself as well about where do i stand in in, you know even for a man i think physicality is a big thing when a man comes into a room and if he's a tall guy I will watch women naturally kind of cower and there's a natural yes. shrinking, uh, shrinking of the shoulders that happens. And if you're that tall guy, that doesn't mean, does, does not mean any harm. I'm sure you still have to be aware of that because yeah, you walk exactly. in with, uh, you know, these, these belief systems and, and, uh, historical, uh, domination essentially. So I think yeah. all of us have to be aware of all of our privileges and also how we come into spaces. Definitely. And understanding, understanding that power, because I think, and understanding that, you know, that you matter, whoever you are with your mm. privilege, I think a lot of these too much put downs and dismissals are coming from a place of insecurity. And I think we all have a responsibility to start looking at, look at ourselves and heal ourselves um, and deal with our own stuff mm, first so that we don't inflict pain on other people. Don't project your ish, as we would say. Love it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and on days where you're not necessarily feeling your best or you want to take it easy because, you know, even revolutionaries need rest. Could you tell us a little bit about your Sunday rituals, given that it is Sunday today and what you kind of like to get into to get back to yourself? Um, I, pre-COVID, I, I loved um, dancing, like um, contemporary dancing contact oh, cool. work. And um, I also started free diving a year ago, which has brought me a lot of peace. Um, and I was, I was someone who couldn't usually meditate. So, I mean, now um, in lockdown, I've been doing breathing exercises, um, just dancing around my uh, flat and um, cooking that. with lots of great smells and tastes and herbs. Um, just really sort of nourishing, you know, stimulating. Yeah, nourishing and stimulating my senses as well. 
I love that. That's really, really powerful. I saw that in the rhetoric that you guys use online and in socials, there's a lot of inspiration being drawn by, uh, drawn from uh, these really powerful feminist literatures, if I can call them, call them that, uh, you know, women who run with rules being one of them. Uh, could you recommend us any other amazing works that we could get into maybe on our Sunday and you know, help educate some of the listeners who really want to do the work and, and educate themselves and, and learn about this um, philosophy uh, a little, a little more? Yeah, absolutely. That I think we we've um, recommended a lot of uh, non-fiction books on too much of a person, but I mm-hmm. do believe that fiction can be an incredible way of of getting into the work and, and learning about people. And I I'd really recommend Amelia by Lord Morgan Lloyd Malcolm, which is okay. a play that was commissioned for uh, Shakespeare's Globe, um, which we're actually doing an online watch party um, on Wednesday. Um, <laughs> It's incredible. It's, it talks a lot about anger and um, the erasure of Amelia Bassano and her story. And yeah, really recommend that. Um, Amelia by who? Sorry, can you say this? Sorry, Morgan Lloyd Malcolm. Morgan Lloyd Malcolm. You heard it here first. We're giving you great education and inspiration here on The Social. That's beautiful. Uh, and in what has been your favorite book you've read maybe of, of, of this kind of thing? I think the women with, who run with wolves yes, is is I up do. there. I absolutely it is love dense, that. Though. Can I tell you, it is yes. a serious read. I feel a bit not very intelligent when I read it. Let me tell you. Uh, yeah, it's it's one of those things. I I don't understand. I, I got given it um, when I was twenty one, and there are things I did not understand then, yeah. which which now as I dip into it, it always seems to give me something whenever that resonates with what's going on with me right now. Everybody says in. that. Everybody says they dip into it and it's like a Bible in terms of giving you the verse you need to get through your day. It's very, uh, it's the most intuitive and spiritual book I've come across in a minute. And it's got this magnetic energy about it. Uh, and you've got to be in the right place for it. But if you can get through it, Great, great. Amazing. So this show is called The Social. Um, What is your drink of choice if you do drink at all? I think my drink of choice is... Oh, wow. Um, (laughs) First thing that comes to your mind, we're at a bar. Mojito. There we go. Classic? (laughs) Classic mojito? You don't spice it up? Classic mojito or like shot of tequila that's terrible i love it no it's great you should hear something else that i get on the show people will have three different drinks and mojitos uh, mojito and tequila i know what to get you it's beautiful now you said there's a uh, listening party on wednesday uh could you tell us what else is going on and what is up next with too much of a person and yourself and also plug your socials so we can get at you Absolutely. So um, our social, our main social platform at the moment is on Instagram um, at too much of a person. And we, at the moment, we're conducting a conversation around capitalism and really fun, light, really light. It's, it's um, been, we just wanted to say like, how do we ethically make a living and also protect our mental health? given that we live in a capitalist system. And so we've been interviewing incredible um, people. We've interviewed um, the director of QPoint uh, about how for-profits can be ethical. Mm-hmm. We're going to be talking to Joe Westwood, codependency coach about codependency yeah. and capitalism. Um, and just sort of on the lead up to Christmas, you know, opening up that conversation. Um, we've got the watch party for Amelia on Wednesday, um, yeah. supporting this incredible play. And 
Um, yeah, and and I think in in future we're just hoping to keep um, too much of a person community led and keep our community sort of bringing us stories and conversations mm. that we can use our platform to facilitate beautiful thank you oh my goodness thank you so much for being on the show i just thank want to say you. kudos for for all that you're doing um in bringing these stories to life if we don't have the conversations nothing changes and it starts with uh a little empathy um and a little uh, powerful storytelling so thank you so so much for for doing all that you do Thank you, Vashak. It's great to be here. Of course, of course. All right, guys. Uh, like I like Diana told you, go check out her socials. Go get involved with everything they're going uh, getting on with. I can't speak uh, too much of a person here on the social. Up next, we have some Thursa Moore by Ray Simard and Nikki Minaj. Don't go anywhere. <laughs> 